You are listening to Church 101, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you today as we are continuing in our series. Anyone know what series we're in right now? Anyone know what it's called? Church 101. Does anyone know what that, uh, what, what kind of connotation comes with the 101? Anyone who went to university studies? It's the beginning. This is the basics. This is the fundamental stuff, right? And so what we're doing here, I realize some of you have been around the church almost your whole lives. Some of you, some of you, this is your first experience, really. Um, And so what I'm praying that this uh, sermon series does for you is allow for those of you who have been around church your whole life, maybe allow the communion bread to go a little bit stale in your spiritual life. I'm praying that it refreshes you. I'm praying that it kind of gives you a new a new vigor about uh, coming together in worship or even just worshiping God on your own at home, what it looks like to worship and be a follower of Christ. For those of you who are new to the faith or new to just checking it out even, um, I pray that this is an opportunity for you to get an overview of some of the basics that the church can be doing. A lot of times people don't get involved in the church today because they say the church is full of hypocrites. They say that the church is full of people that aren't walking the walk that they're talking. Um, And what I want you to see is the walk that we should all be walking because Christ died for hypocrites. And that's a good thing because most of us are one from time to time. So uh, this is a place for everyone in the church. So I pray that you will see uh, some of the basics, why we do what we do. And so just a brief recap. In the last couple weeks, we talked about miracles. We saw Jesus do his first miracle, turning water into wine. Uh, Some of those of you with Super Bowl parties later, you're like, I'd like some more wine. Invite Jesus. He'll be there. Um, And so uh, he did his first uh, miracle at the wedding at the Cana of Galilee. We saw that a couple weeks ago. Last week, we were looking at the gifts that we've been given. Uh, They're not just given for us. They're given for us to work together, to serve together. Uh, That's what it is about. And so it is no wonder that today we are kind of branching off from that concept, that theological point that uh, is near and dear to my heart that we went into last week. And today we are looking at still, it is not about us. Today's message is called Beyond These Doors. And I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you have them, an applicable app on your smartphone, or even just your attention to the screen as we encounter Christ in the Gospel of Luke today. Then he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him, that's Jesus, and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless, you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you do at Capernaum. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. Continue. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel uh, in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none other than except a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. And there were also many lepers in Israel during the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, they drove Jesus out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But Jesus passed through the midst of them and went on his way. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, this scripture, it brings to mind a, a story for me. Uh, I was in a worship band and uh, we were we were leading worship at a church. Uh, we were kind of like guests at their church, so to speak. People came out uh, for a night of worship. Um, and I remember being just in the kind of gathering room, like kind of like fellowship hall. And uh, there was this little kid and, and the mom and they were setting stuff up. You know, part of it, there was a table there that was that was for us. It had like drinks and uh sandwiches and cookies and stuff on it. And I heard this little voice go, can I have a cookie? Can I have a cookie? And, and, and it was the kid, right, that was helping, probably smelled these cookies baking at home, you know, and helping the mom kind of set this table up. And she goes, oh, no, those aren't for you. Those are for the band. And I was like, dude, can I have a cookie? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, give the kid a cookie. If it's okay with you, they, they, can, have a, they can have a cookie. And, and you may say, what a weird story to go with Jesus getting run off of a cliff. But here, give me a moment here, because I started thinking about um, how many how many stories I've heard where people come into church and, and someone brand new comes up and they sit front and center. They really they just want to they just want to encounter God. Right. And they come front and center and someone goes, you can't sit there. That's where the pastor wife sits. Gotta move. move. First time in the church. They're being told that seat's not for you. I wonder how many times, maybe even by accident, have I said, no, you can't have a cookie. That's, that cookie isn't for you. How many times in the church have we collectively said, that's the band's cookie. <laughs> that's not for you. I want us to just uh, think about some things uh, from this scripture today. Number one is the world around us. In this world, we we, we face a very nasty opponent. It is the opponent of us. Capital U.S. I'm not getting political and saying United States. I'm saying us. We face us. Last week, again, we saw how we are the body of Christ. This is not about us. We are the body of Christ, not us. The body of Christ. That is why we are here as the church, right? When the church starts to become something that is strictly us, it ceases to be God's church. Culture tells us we deserve this or we deserve that. Oh, I can't believe they would do that to you of all people. If you don't like it, just go somewhere else. This is not about us. We enter into worship week after week. Hopefully we feel refreshed, rejuvenated, reconnected, renewed, and we should feel those things. But to show up only for those things and to not show up when those things don't happen. It's not who we're supposed to be in the church. This is 101. This is the basics. Because that is not us looking into God's house, but rather looking into the house of us. That's a different religion altogether. That's not why we're here. That is not why we exist on this earth. Not to celebrate us. So how do we get beyond this problem of us? Well, if you're taking notes, right, number one, get out of the way. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm not saying that to be flippant. I'm not saying get out of the church. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying stop serving in the church. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying get out of the way so people can actually see what God is doing. So people can see what God is doing. Because this isn't about us. 
We are full of hypocrites. This isn't about what we do. This is about what the one true God is doing in our midst. And so often we're like kids that are dropping a photo bomb and a selfie, right? And they just want to be front and center or mess with the picture a little bit. Distracting people from what the picture was intended to capture. We want to see what God's doing. The world wants to see what God's doing. We have the privilege as the church of being a part of that selfie. We might not be front and center, but God knows you're there. You know you're there. You may not get accolades, but one day you will as the scripture. It'll be like, well done, my faithful servant, right? Because this isn't about us. At the end of the day, it's not about what we accomplish. If that equation's in there at all, it's about what we accomplish for Christ. What Christ accomplishes through us. That's what it means to be the church. To get over this problem of us, we need to get out of the way. And once we do, we as the church are able to see God doing a whole lot more. Because we're not blocking the view. We're not cluttering it up. And we can take that selfie. We can share it on social media. We can put it in a photo album and open it to someone in a nursing home and share what God's doing beyond these doors the beauty of the church part two my my second point today is get out one is get out of the way two is get out from behind our doors that's the name of the sermon today is beyond these doors i want you to know that god reaches out to the outsider god reaches to the outskirts jesus said in today's scripture for those of you who don't really read the old testament maybe you were told long ago it's obsolete or whatever that the new testament is all that you need i want you to know that jesus was constantly using the old testament to say this is basic stuff people <laughs> this is church 101 this is how many centuries old and you don't know what's going on jesus did that the old testament is very relevant and jesus showed us today just how relevant it is they're asking him in today's scripture. They say, why don't you do this healing for us? Why don't you do uh, these miracles and stuff in your own hometown? And Jesus essentially goes into Old Testament study. He read, for one, from the scroll of Isaiah, Old Testament prophet, right? One of the powerhouse prophets, Isaiah, hardcore. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It said in the scripture, you know, they were amazed and all this. And they were like, yeah. And then he's like... More Old Testament, because you're saying that, but I don't know if he got it. So here, here's this Elijah, another major prophet. Everyone he was talking to knew who Elijah was. Okay, They were like, oh, yeah, I've heard. Even if they didn't, they were like, I've heard this name. It's like Bill Gates. Yes, I know who you're talking about. So I don't know him, but I know. So he goes into this whole thing. And what does he show as he opens up this scripture for them? He shows that Elijah performs a miracle, but not in Israel. On the outskirts. Creates a magic cupboard in a widow's house that doesn't run dry for three and a half years. Talk about Super Bowl party. Yeah, come to my house. I want endless wings, Jesus. You know, it's like stay for three years and six months. After that, you can go. But you see what I'm saying? He's, he's showing quite a miracle. If I told you I'm going to give you a gift card today, you don't have to buy groceries for the next three years and six months. You would jump for joy. You would. I'm not going to do it, but you would. I would also enter into a discussion with you that over this next three year and six months, God will provide for you. We can talk about that later. 
But Elijah went to the outskirts, right? Elijah went beyond Israel. And then Elisha, the same thing. There were many lepers in Israel, but who does, who does he cleanse? Naaman, a Syrian, an outsider. This entire encounter that Jesus is opening up for him. Here, let's backtrack, uh, starting in verse 17. Here it is on the screen. Um, it says, And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, here he is quoting Isaiah, was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Next slide. And he rolled up the scroll. He gave it back to the attendant. And he sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue. They were fixed on Jesus. And he began to say to them. Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And they all spoke well of him. And they were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They're like, oh, I love Jesus. Go, Jesus. I got my Steeler jersey of Jesus. I got my foam finger or whatever. I got my chicken dip of Jesus. It's all Jesus. He's the greatest. They loved it when he opened up the scroll of Isaiah and read it to them. It's like he was speaking just to me. <laughs> he was speaking only to me. This was my message. And I think he realized they didn't get it. So he did go into the story of Elijah and he did go into the story of Elisha. The whole time he was saying, it is not about us. This is not about us. And they didn't listen. They cheered and they amazed when he was reading what they thought was about them. They were amazed. And what, did, what happened very briefly, it says they went from being amazed when, when they didn't understand what he was saying and he opened it up for them. They went from being amazed to trying to run him over a cliff. <laughs> Just like that. Talk about being upset about something not being about us, right? They tried to run him. This is a metaphor physically over a cliff. My third point, one is get out of the way Two, get out from behind our doors. Three is get out from behind our anger. Especially when we find out it's not about us. That can be a harsh pill to swallow. But this is church basics. It is not about us. You need to know this. It's a hard pill to swallow, especially in American culture. But it is not about us. Have you been there? You were all in until you realized it wasn't going to benefit you personally. right? And then you're like, oh, whatever. I got something going on on Saturday. Or perhaps it, it wasn't that it wouldn't benefit you, but maybe it would make things harder for you. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, help, help support them. That's great. Oh, you need me to. Oh, no. I'm okay. Has that happened to you? It's happened to me. I've fallen into that. You know, I wanted something easy, something that was already cookie cutter and ready to go. Right. I want the poor to get support. I don't know if I necessarily want the higher taxes. You know, I want to. I like to set the table for the band, but I really want a cookie. I really want a cookie. Where's my cookie? Get out from behind that anger. Hear this today. I want you to hear this. God's life, this salvation, not just being for us, it is a good thing. It's a very 
very good thing. I remember when I was a kid, and it's like, you can invite 10 of your friends to your birthday party. I don't want to invite 10 friends. I want to invite them all. It not just being about us is a very good thing. It lets us invite everyone to the party. It lets us invite everyone to the party. That is the good news that we share. And when they found out it wasn't about them, they tried to run them off the cliff. Have we done this in the church today? Have we done this? Have we tried to run Christ off a cliff when we found out his message wasn't about us? When we found out, oh, wow, they'll let anyone in. Oh, do you see the people they let in heaven today, Martha? (laughs) Did we try to run Jesus off the cliff? Because while they were looking over that cliff going, shouldn't there be a body down there? He was going the other way. He was going the other way. He had stuff to do, you know. He couldn't teach him how to skydive that day. He had stuff to do. That's my closing point. Getting over this problem of us, we need to get the outsiders to come in. This is about the other stuff Jesus had to do. He didn't, he didn't need to go over that cliff. He had to go the other way. He, had, he, he walked right through them. We need to invite people, get outsiders to come in so they're no longer outsiders. That's how we get over it about being us. Because here's here's a mind-blown moment for you. We are not even us yet. We aren't even us yet. And we're having a hard time getting over us. We need to invite everyone in. I want to challenge you this week, and I don't do this very often. Perhaps I should, because this is kind of Church 101, too. I want to challenge you this week. Invite two people. Say two people. Okay, I've got at least five of you that are in so far. Two people to come to church with you next week. Two people. I will do this, too. I put the same challenge forth to Jefferson Street. I'm inviting two people to go to Jefferson. I will invite two people to come here to Faith on 68 as well. Two people. I'm not going to hold you accountable because this is you making a commitment to God, not me. This is about your growth and your stepping out in faith with God. Invite two people to come and join in worship. Because the last I checked in Matthew 28, the Great Commission, it says in verse 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you till the end of the days. This is about going. It is not about inviting and filling the pews. It's about just inviting them. It's about going and sharing the good news. Whether they come, that's on them. But I invite you to invite, I urge you to invite two people. When we have uh, growth groups, become groups, when we have discipleship, like Bible studies, these things are to grow us, but it shouldn't stop there. They're to grow us so that we can go and make disciples, so that we can go and invite others into the love that we have received in Christ. The very last words of today's scripture, he passed on through them and continued on his way. Don't let Jesus pass you by. Don't let the chance to follow him pass you by because you're too busy throwing him over a cliff. Because it was hard to hear. Follow him. Christian faith is not blindly following Jesus over a cliff, but further down the road on a wonderful journey that only he can lead. 
Would you pray with me? Dear God, we are thankful for the journey. The journey that is before us. The journey that you are calling us to, that you have prepared, and that you are just saying, hey, down there on the bottom of that cliff, that's not where I'm at. I'm not heading down. You know, We're going over this way. Give us, give us the ability to follow you. Give us the ability to come uh, together and confess when we, when we fail and to own it instead of trying to just say, oh, no, no, it's all good. Let us be honest. Let us say, God, I just messed up. And let it rock our world when you say, you're forgiven. Let it just drive us to tears when you say, I love you. Come and follow. In the name of Jesus.